Joanna Jachelis, editor of Club and Resort Chef. In this episode of Club and Resort Talks, sponsored by Southern Pride Barbecue Pits and Smokers, we're chatting with Jeff Perez, executive chef of Fairview Country Club in Greenwich, Connecticut. Fairview has had an outstanding a la carte season this year, thanks in large part to a well-timed patio renovation the club completed last year. Being able to offer members plenty of outdoor seating, paired with well-executed and modern menus, has kept the club at the forefront. Thanks for joining us today, Chef. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. So you are in Greenwich, Connecticut. How have things been going through this pandemic? You know, it's been a very, um, I want to say, an interesting and a challenging year. But I think sometimes when you're faced with these challenges, you start learning new things about yourself and the property and how to better run the, the club and make it more enjoyable for the membership. Now, you have had a big year for Alcar, right? Tell us a little bit about what's been going on. You know, it's been very interesting with the pandemic up here um, in Connecticut. You know, we were right outside of Manhattan, really just a few miles from uh, New Rochelle, which early in the pandemic was the hot spot in the country. So we were pretty much shut down. Um, once we opened up, we were not allowed to do golf outings, which are a huge source of revenue, bar mitzvahs, weddings, all of the parties were gone. So you had to redo your budgets and think of a new way how to service the membership. Um, luckily, a few years back, we built this huge 250-seat uh, outdoor patio overlooking the golf course, and that really saved us this year. Uh, once the weather warmed up, we were able to service the membership, but it was heavy a la carte. And um, heavy a la carte is not what we were used to. We are, we're a very busy club where we would do anywhere from 250 to 300 lunches a day. So we would have to supplement a la carte dining with buffets to give the membership a choice. If they had a tea time and they wanted to get off quickly, they can go to the buffet, um, get something quick, and then go tea off. If they had time, they could sit down for a la, for a la carte. But now this year was all a la carte. So that was very challenging with the timing aspect of it. As you can imagine, doing 200 to 250 a la carte lunches every day is a bit much. Yeah. So let's back up in that patio renovation. Good timing, huh? You know, we did this a few years ago, and I guess you could say it was good timing. Most clubs in this area had to rely on tenting their parking lots or somewhere else to feed the membership. Granted, they would put up beautiful tents, but it's still not the same. Luckily, a few years back, um, our, our past board uh, did a $7 million project, $2 million, which have went toward building this beautiful outdoor deck. And where we are in Greenwich, we are the uh, highest point in town, and we're actually 10 miles from the coast. But from our outdoor deck in the fall, when the leaves go down, you can actually see across Long Island Sound, across to Long Island, New York. So it's actually a stunning view, and it's a huge selling point for new members. Was there anything there before, or was the patio brand new? The patio was brand new. They basically built an, an outdoor deck off of the second floor of the back of the clubhouse. So it's sort of elevated. Underneath the patio, uh, they utilize that space for our new cart barn. And so it's this beautiful outdoor deck. I wish I could show you, but actually it's snowing right now. We're expecting three inches of snow today in Greenwich, Connecticut. Of so course. Why not? There's nobody on the patio today. <laughs> Um, which is another issue once we get into the cold weather. Um, so the entire project, $7 million, went to renovating the club. Uh, the facility where we are, uh, the club has been in existence since 1904. Originally, it was located in Elmsford, New York, 
And when the state of New York put Route 287 in, it was too close for comfort. So they bought uh, an old hospital in Greenwich, Connecticut, which was called St. Louis Convalescent Home for Children with Polio. And they converted it into a country club in 1967. And this has been our home since. So the $7 million renovation, uh, they've done renovations over the years, but this is one of the bigger ones. Uh, modernized the inside of the club. It really looks more like a uh, Manhattan hotel in our lobby now, um, which is very interesting for a, uh, a country club. But I think clubs are going that route now. And $2 million went to build our brand new patio, which has been just a tremendous addition to the club. It really, it was a game changer for the club as far as outdoor dining and, and selling to new members. What about on the menu? Did you extend your casual dining or is that considered its own dining outlet? What's happening with the menu? You know, it's an interesting uh, subject, which we've been touching on with my uh, dining committee. I think clubs in general now are moving more toward casual dining. Um, you know, traditionally clubs might have been a little stodgy. I'm talking to the 60s, the 70s, even into the 80s, where it was the, the rack of lamb and uh, the prime rib with the uh, Yorkshire pudding. And where we are located, we're an hour outside of downtown Manhattan. So we're very much a bedroom community of Manhattan. And my members who live in Manhattan, um, they want to see Manhattan-style menus. Casual, um, but very nice, high-quality ingredients, which I have great access to being right next to one of the, the, the cutting-edge food centers of the world, New York City. Um, so we are more casual now, but uh, we do have uh, um, a little more uh, desire for some high-end, old-fashioned dining, if you will. So in our new menu, we've incorporated, um, you know, it's really anything from a, uh, a, Wagyu, a Wagyu burger with caramelized Cabernet onions to uh, 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 smoked salmon rillettes with, uh, with caviar. And then, of course, the hot dog. Frankfurt is to Foggois is what we do at Fairview Country Club. You have this wonderful outdoor space. What happens when it gets cold? I mean, you said today it's snowing. So where will you put members when you can't have access to that patio anymore? You know, there's no blueprint for this year. And so I think not just chefs and, and the management of clubs, but the board that runs the clubs, we've got to be open to new ideas. We've got to look to ways to, to save money, but try to engage the membership also. For instance, this evening, we've had to cancel dinner because it's snowing outside. So as of right now, it appears that most people would rather stay home than eat indoors in a restaurant or in the club dining room at this point in time. Um, unfortunately, it appears we're in a little bit of a spike in the uh, coronavirus cases in my area. Um, so people are being very cautious. So now we've got to pivot now and say, how do we service our membership? Even though I don't have dinner in my dining room tonight, uh, we will do some heavy curbside pickup dining where we order, uh, we'll offer anywhere from three to eight entrees, a few salads, some soups, and a family style option. Tonight's is uh, a shepherd's pie is our family style option. Uh, Zoom uh, cooking classes, Zoom wine tasting. I'm also a uh, WSET certified sommelier, so um, I also You're collect You're fun wine. to hang out with. <laughs> it, yes, I, I, cook, I, will, I will give you wine. Uh, so we're doing Zoom wine tastings also. So just different ways to engage the membership uh, if you can't get them in the dining room. Unfortunately, I think the winter months here up in the Northeast uh, will be very... Um, challenging time for clubs and, and even worse for restaurants. 
What, what do you hope for? Once the weather lightens up, do you think business will come back? I mean, look into your crystal ball. What, what do you see? As of right now, we're keeping our options open. You know, t- today it's snowing, but the long range forecast for next week up here in Greenwich is 65 degrees on Friday. So if that's the case, we're going to say, hey, we're going to open. You know, we don't plan on opening, but we have to, you know, be very, uh, um, be able to pivot with this. So if it's 65 degrees, we will have a full golf course and we'll, we'll, we'll open for lunch and dinner with our outdoor heaters. And it's interesting, the support we've gotten from the members this year has been tremendous. Ever since May 1st, there's only been one night where we were not fully sold out for dinner. What happened that night? What was on the menu? Did you serve something really terrible? <laughs> um, you know, I'm still trying to figure out why we weren't sold out. <laughs> but that's okay. I needed a little bit of a break. Yeah, one night. <laughs> one night. But th- most weeks, uh, especially during the summer, um, we did anywhere from 200 to 20, 225 lunches every day and then 100 plus dinners at night. And this is with social distancing. So these tables were being turned constantly. And, and part of that, we, one of the challenges we had this year was um, a lot of the clubs in Florida and up here in the Northeast rely on the visa program for their summer help. And in Florida for the winter help. Uh, I exchanged many of my culinary and dining room students uh, with the Florida clubs. We've got a very close relationship with them. So um, we did not get many of our students this year. I usually get four interns in the kitchen. I received one this year. So, and on a whole, as the whole club, we usually get 26 to 30, and we might've gotten 12 interns this year. So the challenge was most of these interns run our grill or our turn on the ninth Mm -hmm. hole. So we were not able to open the grill at ninth hole this year and incorporate the diners from down there up into my new patio in the main dining room. That was also part of the reason why we were so busy. But it was also an addition by subtraction because we sort of saved some money by closing that area and it ended up turning a profit for the club this year, which in country clubs, turning a profit is a wonderful thing to have, but doesn't happen that often. Right, so year over year, how do your, how do your numbers look? As of right now, but this also includes government assistance, uh, we enjoyed a half million dollar profit, which is tremendous. Now take away the government assistance and we were still uh, close to $100,000 in profit, which is nice. We'll be able to reinvest that into the club um, and take care of some of our long time management here at the club, which is, which is very nice for the hard work they, they did this year. It was a, um, a stressful, but a fruitful year for everybody involved. For more podcasts, check out our site, clubandresortchef.com.